brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Mr. Walton, did you make contact with aliens? Were you taken to another planet, to a mothership? How they communicate with them. Can you tell me what they look like? Can you tell me how many of them there were? Were you, were you given food? But the teachers are alive. They're not books. They are the very living essences of nature itself. What a strange person. Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality, and we don't have a clue yep. as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system, and you get to ask her one question, what would that question be? What's outside the simulation? Say in your mind, say to yourself, I am more than my physical body because I am more than physical matter. I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world. Monday night, September the 14th. I'm trying to find the right duck here, if you can't tell. 
Isabella Green is back with us, and tonight we're going to be talking about a subject that we've been discussing heavily on the show for the past week, and yes, those archives are coming out, I promise. Um, But this is mysticism through a sacred sexuality, and I'm going to be asking a ton of questions to Isabella. She's a great guest, and I want to thank our patrons on the show real quick. Uh, A real special shout-out to some people that... um, I also probably don't give enough credit to, I, I don't think I ever give them enough credit for the show, but for people like Joe Witten and others that still continue to donate, even though I don't, they know I've got a Patreon, but they still continue to donate just to support the show. That really helps. I mean, all you guys help the patrons, everybody does, but I just want to make sure that each and every one of you know how much I really do appreciate you and appreciate the fact that you take time to 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 hang out with us every night it means the world to me and the rest of the listeners too and what we're trying to do here so thank you uh also um if you if you were listening with the apps you notice that at least on the google play that the fringe fm app has been taken down our new app is published it's just under review so it's going to come out on google play like any day now also on Apple, that new app is going to be coming out any day now. So you need to make the switch because you're probably hearing some old jargon on the old app. And then uh, we're working on the uh, Lexus Skill, Apple CarPlay, as well as some other stuff too. So everything's finally all rolling out the way it's supposed to. All right, so let's get this thing on the road. This is something that this is something that I've noticed as the more I've talked about it. I went on. I think the first time I talked about this, I went on Love, Sex, and the Hidden Agenda with uh, uh, Amelia and Satya and recorded some episodes. I went on um, uh, Solaris, one of Solaris's show, The Witching Hour, and talked a little bit about this. Talked a little bit about, about it with Ryan. And I'm starting to realize that there is a much larger power here and a larger responsibility when it comes to this stuff, so... I'm trying to be very, very careful how I talk about these things because when it comes to um, gender and and the heart and love and things like that, it's not to be toyed with or played with, but it's also um, so when I say sacred, that's what I mean. That that that's pretty much what my whole point was, and um, but again, I'm a void walker. I don't claim to know everything about it, so I'm willing to learn. And uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to learn a little bit more tonight with Isabella here. And if this is the first time you've listened to Isabella, I can tell you a little bit about her. After years of living life to the fullest, traveling the world, working in financial services industry and playing in the New York underground music scene, Isabella had a reawakening and became a metaphysical specialist, a spiritual healer, life coach, and a mystic. She now lives in Arizona where along with worldwide personal Uh, remote healing sessions she offers workshops speaking engagements and guided meditations she's a conduit for interdimensional energies sharing the wealth of her abilities and helping others unravel their gifts you can go to isabellagreen.com and then i will drop the link to some youtube stuff there in the chat room you can join the chat room by going to the fringe.fm forward slash chat room isabella thanks for coming back on the broadcast it is my pleasure joe thank you for having me again yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I, it's kind of strange uh, that we're talking about this, but this ha- I'm telling you, this happens on this show. It just does. So 
Um, this is something that I wanted to discuss because last time you were on here, we just kind of talked about your story and, and went into that. And you were like, well, you know, you do realize, Joe, that everything I do has to do with, uh, you know, uh, sacred things like this, this laws of uh, sexuality and also like the astral realm. And I was like, really? So all of the good stuff came out on the end. So I guess we kind of wanted to like leave off there. But can you kind of see, like, I feel like these energies are playing, uh, I would say big roles in a lot of people's lives. If it doesn't like influence the very creative spirit in their life, it can also harm them. I'm just um, curious to your thoughts on the, this, these energies when it comes to mysticism. I feel that where the time when it's time to educate the public about what we're walking around with, what's built into our physical forms and what kind of access is available if we pull our heads out of better places and start getting interested or curious and do things differently. And there is plenty of information, as far as I can understand. You just mentioned that you've been talking about this whole week. This is actually, for me, the first time where I, and this is why I wanted you to interview me as a seasoned interviewer uh-huh. in the, on this subject, because uh-huh. it will be the first time for me talking about uh, mystical experiences and out-of-body experiences through sexuality. I intend to share real experiences that I had and also perhaps the uh, key factors that contributed to me having these experiences, perhaps other people could uh, consider focusing in in the same way or acting in the same uh, manner so that they as well could start having these experiences. We're in the space of upgrading the human essence altogether And so, hey, sexuality is a big part of human experience. And if we know what we're doing, we could do way more and we could do miracles with what we have built right into our physical bodies. Yeah, it's like the main uh, creative forces that we carry around. And I think, think, you know what I think, too, I think a lot of times in our, our life, and I'm curious what your opinion is, that we, uh, you know, as we grow up, and this is why I don't think they give us big responsibilities or perhaps maybe certain mysteries don't want us to learn certain things until we reach a certain age because we don't really know just how uh, powerful these two energies can be when it comes to creation as well as uh, uh, how, how much love is actually out there, how powerful it is. I mean, the whole Kundalini awakening is a pretty powerful experience, and it just doesn't hit you physically. It hits you emotionally and everywhere else, too. So to be able to uh, handle these things in a balanced way without becoming vampirish or or manipulative or whatever, you know, because yeah. that's where the bad uh, forces come into play in this world. I think the parasitic ones. That's true because that's really direct access to the life force. Life force, that kundalini energy is the life force. And the way we uh, we can um, 
learn or teach ourselves how to handle the life force in a way that that could be used in the most incredibly uh, creative way or that could be drained if if the person has that kind of intention and um, much of our approach oh, to towards sexuality altogether has been cheapened greatly and that also has been um, hidden a lot of aspects have been hidden because as the aspect of sexuality was the one and only aspect that was left within the human physical structure um, alongside with just two strands of DNA when the human beings were altered and the rest of the DNA that is now considered junk DNA was disconnected if you believe into this kind of theory which I do and that has been mentioned a number of times through the channelings of Barbara Marciniak. She channels the Pleiadian Collective, and she said that she says that the uh, human body and the human um, structure and energetic structure has been uh, altered to the point that we are completely asleep or completely lost access to abilities except through sexuality. But sexuality also got greatly perverted and the perception on uh, to what it's for and why and how all of that has been also uh, turned into a shameful subject. And in that way, uh, the powers that were we're making sure that human beings do not access their own bigger picture, so to speak, um, through that one one way that was still available to to us. And this is why all of the, there's so much negative negativity and so much restriction towards sexuality and conventional uh spiritual through conventional spirituality like religions and and stuff and also the feminine divine or the feminine who has at least in my experience and in my observations and through my talking to people uh there is a much higher percentage of the feminine or the women who are able to launch out into um traversing dimensions through sexuality yeah. including myself uh compared to the male but they the female aspect of sexuality has been so repressed and now it's just coming back and i think it's time to educate uh the people about what's possible so you know, i think we're here to do just that as much as we can squeeze into this to our window here yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. Like it's, uh, I mean, I've kind of, I've kind of noticed that too along my journey as well as, uh, and I'm not trying to take sides or anything like that. It's just with my journey as a man, it seems like uh, we we get things a little twisted sometimes, and then when we finally start learning about this stuff, uh, we look at it as like it's some kind of power play or something, and it's. The yin and yang energies are not power plays. They're they're not meant for you to build your self esteem or any of that stuff. They're meant for love and creation, and to bring yeah. real heaven on earth and 
bring real happiness and create good things. And this is why you hear about all of these dark forces that are doing these things with, you know, like, I don't know, pedophilia, whatever, just all totally messed up because the balance is so off. And, you know, even people will point their finger at those people and sometimes and say, well, I would never do that yet. They will totally drain someone else's life force for their own ego. You, you see what I mean? Um, well, this happens through sexual interaction period, and it's important to be aware of that because once yeah. we, when we come together with any partner, um, we what happens is, is shared, like the energy fields become shared, and so we absorb what they have, and they absorb what we have, and and it creates the in-between kind of being. This is why they say never sleep with someone you don't want to be because eventually the energy mix becomes so, uh, the energy becomes so mixed that uh, the person who is in a better place gets pulled down into the lower place and all of that. Um, And the one in the lower place gets pulled up into the higher place. But there's also, as far as, uh, what you just mentioned, and I don't really want to go into that, but the life force of the children is the strongest feeding uh, energy or the strongest energy, the strongest connection. And if you look at any kid, look how much energy they have, look how much light they have until you know they get traumatized. And that's the that pure life force just and also access a lot of, uh, kids have uh, direct access into that state of the higher frequency and the higher realm state. And so this is what uh, the predators are after. But I really prefer not to go into that any, any further because this is not my intention on this, sure. but uh, you, but with this discussion. Would you, would you agree that like no matter what people say or what they write about in their songs, or how they use it for power, or whatever. At some point, when they're children, they're the way you're talking about. And then they fall, do you agree, because I think about this sometimes, that they fall in love for the first time, and they totally give their heart and body away to somebody in a full, trusting manner. And usually what happens to most people is they get hurt, or it don't last, and then they have to heal from that, you know? Yeah. Or there's a series of that, and they have to heal from that. Which, there are other people that separate, you know, uh, sexuality and that idea totally. Well, they're just two different things. Well, no, right there they weren't. They only became two different things afterwards. You know, and... Yeah, I agree completely, because as a core idea, as the original idea, sexuality is supposed to be, or coming together physically is supposed to be expression of love and look what we have uh just turn on the any tv with commercials and all of that look what the, it became a commodity uh on so many levels right but the original idea uh was that that's an extension of uh, the love connection into the physical expression of that same feeling and so the um connection originally why we call it we call what we call sacred sexuality in my opinion the the original or the beginning of that experience starts with that deep heart connection or opening the heart and there are different ways of doing that by the way <laughs> um it could be that genuine feeling and genuine 
um, connection that is naturally there, or it could be a technique of opening the heart and not starting to engage into sexual activity until the heart is fully open. And um, I've experienced a couple of um, people in my life, a couple of partners in my life who just naturally, intuitively knew how to do that, and then they were supposed to do that. And they didn't have any slightest, they didn't have slightest idea that that's called sacred sexuality or whatever, but they just thought that it feels better or uh, it just creates a better, uh, deeper connection, a better experience. And in my experience, the uh, heart opening uh, is the key ingredient to having mystical experiences through sexuality and a key ingredient to having mystical experience, period. If you've seen the movie uh, Wrinkle in Time, it's very gently presented in that movie uh, when the father is looking for uh, access to, uh, he wants to get in the parallel universe or something or go out of earth reality and he can't find he he uses that all kinds of various techniques and formulas and whatever and just he can't find the key ingredient and then at some point it occurs to him that love is the key ingredient that off he goes instantly and it's true because just about every powerful mystical experience uh starts from opening the heart sense or, or is accompanied by experience of opening of the heart center. And it's very um, intense in many cases where people, if you know, um, perhaps you've experienced that yourself when, we, when you're deeply immersed in that experience of the divine, then very often mm, the tears would be rolling down the face just because of the heart is so... Uh, blown open, uh, but but to your point, there are there is a belief, um, and I think Lars Mood was mentioning that in in his interview with you, by the way, um, a month ago, he was saying that breaking the heart uh, opens the heart. I don't necessarily I don't know, agree that? with that. Lars Mood. Lars Mood. Okay. Uh, yeah. He was saying that on your show, oh, they, that the um, crack is where the, the where the light gets in. Uh, that that song he was mentioning. I oh think on your yeah. Talk yeah. Well, there, right? I don't know if I believe that either because it seems yeah. to me that a lot of healing has to take place, and I don't know why you would have to heal an open heart. I know. If your heart is truly I, open, what? Why do you have to heal it? I'd, I wanted to say something there too, but I didn't. I don't know. I guess I know what you're talking I know. about. Though. That's a that's a belief that I that never I could never align with, and I it never feels right because the devastation in my in my experience or in my experience it would shut down the heart instead of opening it more. I don't know how uh, it opens it more, but then. Uh, the first experience that you mentioned, that first love experience, that usually comes from the place of purity. And mm-hmm. we are desperately attempting to move back into the place of purity 
So is that what we have to run that uh, long circle of of impurity before we can return to purity? So we can start having mystical experiences. Makes no sense to me. Why why can't we start right away where we have purity and we have the open heart, right? Um, uh, but yeah, definitely. So the love factor, the love connection, and uh, the open heart. Um, that comes first before the sexual experience even is supposed to even start. And when it starts from that uh, point, then uh, we access, uh, we start accessing. There are other factors uh, that I, I, I personally experienced what gets me out of body or used to actually get me out of body. I've been celibate for two years now by choice because I decided that I want to keep my field to myself at this point. So, but in the past, I was experiencing things that uh, I was recently reminded of through meditation. And when we were doing that meditation, it was a really intense meditative practice uh, taught by Dr. Joe Dispenza that I always mention because he influenced my life quite a bit. And we were doing, we, we started the meditation from opening the heart. And then we were doing really intense breathing technique. And at the same time, we were holding the yoga locks, so the perineum and the, the lowest three centers. So you really squeeze in there and, and, and pulling in your perineum. And then you move in uh, that um, energy through the body. And I experienced uh, sensations and then also um, just flying out of body. And, and when I came back, I said, wait, wait a minute, this reminds me of something. All of a sudden, I remembered that I was having those experiences when I was engaged uh, sexually with my partners before I even knew anything about what was happening. But um, I was having incredible mystical experiences, and I would love to tell about those if if you want to hear. And then also um, you had a question uh, during our talk, or maybe um, no, with Preston Dennett, you asked the question if it was possible to have an out-of-body experience together. Well, what I learned uh, through having mystical and out-of-body experiences through sexuality, what I learned was that actually a person, one person can direct the experience of the other, which was absolutely unexpected and mind-blowing for me personally. And I also know that women experience more of that than men, but I recently um, had a conversation, a quick conversation with uh, Todd Medina, who is uh, also does uh, a lot of uh, podcasts, and I had a podcast with him recently, and he said he actually started talking about that he just had a mystical experience through through a sexual experience with his partner, and I can't wait. We're going to get together on the 24th, and talk about that because I want to hear men talk about it. It's a lot about women talk about it because it seems like men are providing that rocket fuel. The women are more open, or it's a different. It's a little bit of a different experience. Um, 
so it seems, but at least I have never heard, except with this one case with Todd Medina, I have never heard a man tell a story about departing from the body or having a mystical experience through sexuality. Oh, have really? you had any, any of that or have uh, you heard about these? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had some experiences myself with it, but also we've had callers call in and talk about it too. Um, oh, exceptional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've had callers talking about it too. And, uh, it, so, and just for the record, for those mm-hmm. that think that they're, um, and I, I don't know how to say this without sounding like egotistical because it's a totally opposite that I want to, uh, to portray here. But for those that, that, that think that this, whatever this idea of sex is that's going on in these, this day and age is the best or whatever, or they're the best at it or whatever. I'm telling you, you don't know nothing when it comes to that, (laughs) when it comes to when love is really involved. And I don't mean, um, I mean, real love, genuine love. And then that sacred connection and the energies type stuff, because it doesn't even compare nothing, no drug, nothing compares to it so if you want me to talk about it that's what i would say but um i agree with that Mm -hmm. it kind of takes two people to understand that so and then then what does that say like love is definitely a spiritual thing i think for sure what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, there's a lot there. It's a, it's a bigger subject than, than people, than maybe I think, because I've learned more about it through, you know, just trying to be genuine as much as I can. It just, as much as I possibly can. And we're all humans. So I'm sure it'll guilty of not being genuine, but I'm trying and it, you know, good job. Well, once again, I would suggest that, uh, yes, most definitely the, um, the mystical experiences, and I would love to talk about the actual mystical experiences during that or through that medium, let's just say. But the mystical experience through the medium of sexuality are possible when there is genuine love. That's, that's the easiest and straightforward way right there. Uh, plus additional couple other things that uh, I would think are important also, and, and I would go into that as well. But then there are techniques 
that help a person to open the heart and you can actually open your heart and feel that genuine uh, feeling of love without having an object of love at all through meditative practice or through knowing how to do that. And you can also, if you're having a, a connection with a partner and you want to create that experience, but you're not quite there uh, in the realm of love, you still can open the heart and put yourself into that state so that it takes you into the space of having the mystical experience or having the most incredible um, sharing uh, on the physical level too. So it doesn't only the mystical experiences where you can do all kinds of things and I'm, I'm getting there, but these are possible not only, well, the most, the easiest way is when the love is genuine, but when the love, when the genuine love is not there, uh, then you can teach yourself to open the heart before you engage in sexual activity and then it will take you right there regardless but what about the energy exchange though like what if you isn't there remember what you said before like i don't know if i want to be opening my heart and exchanging my energy with somebody i'm not quite sure i know well, there's got to be a certain level of trust with the person, mm-hmm. uh, and they would want to be going into that same space of opening of the heart with you so that you like, well, sometimes people date and they don't necessarily love each other, but they could create a very um, beautiful sexual experience that ends and ends up uh, and you will end up having mystical experiences because they both put themselves into the right state just to come together sexually. Hmm. But when that's over, they're kind of hanging out like buddies or whatever, you know, they can do that. It's I I've experienced that. And it was interesting because both of, I had two partners with whom, we did that exactly one of them surprised me and it was my first out-of-body experience ever and because it was actually one night stand and I didn't know anything about anything at that point I didn't know about energy exchange I didn't know about any of this what we're talking about now I, I was just in New York City and hanging out and so I met this guy and I brought him home, and I and he said, I'm not going to touch you until you tell me that you love me. And I said, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I mean, hey, you know. Uh, <laughs> right, like, yeah. I, just, I don't uh, even know you. How the hell could you love me? Right. right yeah. It was just like, hey, you know, you're going to be out of here in an hour. What are you talking about? You yeah. know, so, but he said, no, I'm not touching you until you tell me you love me. And it was very hard for me to tell a complete stranger these kind of words, but so then I, I he was like, well, if you're not gonna, I'm gonna go. And I was like, wait, wait a minute, I'm not gonna go. So I, I tried, and he said, I don't feel it. And he made me literally get into this. I, I, it turned out that I could get into the state when I actually felt it. And then I felt it, and I said it. And he said, oh, now I feel it too. And then he gave me the yeah, same thing did. back. Now, hold on, no. Isabella. Are you sure you didn't slip something in your, you know, you, were you drinking? 
no, 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 no. The ecstasy is pretty good nowadays. You know what I'm saying? No, no, absolutely, no, absolutely not. I know that for sure. But it was my first. It was, you know, I didn't have a choice. He was saying, "Hey, you know, if you want, if you want to get busy here, then then open your heart." Or he was not saying it. He was just saying, "I want to feel that you love me." And as soon as I, I actually brought myself. It was my first experience uh, of doing this by will, and. You had to make yourself feel made, that. Yeah, and then you stay in it. And we, we were at it for like 30 hours afterwards. And after that, literally 24 hours plus, and then after oh. that, I was in my room standing uh, in my non-physical body while my body is, I was looking at my body and his body next to me, and he was checking my pulse because he thought that I died. <laughs> and I'm actually, <laughs> I was actually standing in 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 my non-physical form looking at all that and then he started shaking me and and then i had to get back into the body but i told him i said dude i just experienced like a near-death experience what was that yeah like, right, was right. looking at us from yeah, yeah. outside and so that turned into two years of doing or maybe over like almost like over two years i don't remember two and a half maybe um until i moved to sedona we he would not do he would not get sexual with me until we were both in the state as if we were so much in love but then it, it worked out and we became very much in love but i had this is how my um experiences finding Wait, myself you... that i'm are you still with body. the guy? That's how it started. Oh no, no, no! I I moved to Sedona. Oh, okay. No. So yeah, that's uh, well, that's interesting. But what you're talking about probably uh, somebody that studied uh, tantra, uh, somebody that's probably you know. And another thing too is there's so many people out there that talk like they know about it or whatever, and they just don't. Like they don't. They don't. They're like the shamans that say they're shamans, but they're not. You know, it's like I, I highly, I highly doubt because in this case, the guy was the last person who you would expect uh, to know any of that. And yeah. later, before I moved to Sedona, I was trying to have. You don't think he knew on, on, about it? No, he had no idea. It was just intuitive. It was just an intuitive feeling hmm. that it would feel better that way. You know, but then I started having out of body experiences because that was the first one. Is where I'm standing next to my bed looking at uh, us and, and seeing my body there, like unconscious almost. And then the, then I started seeing us in other incarnations, like all of a sudden I'm in Maasai village and he's an old man and I'm his old wife. And <laughs> it just turned, it started turning into, so we, um, that was my first consistent experience, experience of having out-of-body experiences and remembrances of past lives and also uh, mm. downloading the information uh, because you literally come out of body and you can, when you mix an energy like that with person, you can download just about anything about that person so you, well, right, so, you gain access. But while you're mm -hmm. saying this, like I know we're, we're talking to grown folks here, but... 
would you still advise people to be careful if someone claims they know a bunch of this stuff, you know, before? I mean, I'm just well, saying, like, your, your case, yeah, you actually his, felt it. Yeah, and, and he did not claim anything, you know. That person specifically did not claim anything at all. And, but yeah, right now, I mean, Tantra is supposed to be, Tantra is supposed to be training or learning how to move the energy uh, and how to mix the energy properly so that you can actually gain access into the mystical experiences. But as far as I know, it's just been so cheapened uh, yeah. nowadays that the mystical experiences are nowhere to be found in, in most of these communities and stuff. And so um, I don't know if, if I would, nowadays, if I would go, uh, I mean, this was 10 years ago, what I'm telling you about now, but then um, not too long ago, maybe 2016-ish or 14, I don't remember, 13 or 14, um, I had a set, another experience where a man said, well, he created, we created a, an experience where he could direct me in my out-of-body experience. And that was absolutely incredible because it was the first time ever. And he had no idea. It was just curiosity. And he also did not, it was just intuitive on his end. But then when I started drilling him and I was asking, like, what did you do? How did you do it? How did we get there? Uh, he told me, he said, well, I was, when I was a child, I was uh, always dreaming of marrying this sweet girl. And I would, like, she would have, I would give her a house and, and, I don't know, a small picket fence or something like that. And her hand on the fence like he would imagine the hand on the fence that he was remembering or imagining when he was a child, and it was creating this romantic, uh, heart-opening feeling in him. And so before he would uh, get together with me, he would Im- go back and imagine that feeling and imagine that I was that girl. And so he said that it was opening his heart to the point that he was just flooded with that emotion and that feeling. And we ended up, I ended up having the most advanced experience with, with this man. And I, I can't say that there was a, you know, big love there, but we could do it just for, uh, for the sake of that experience. And it was purely intuitive on his part too. He had no idea to this day, we talk, and he just says, "Hey, you know, we, I, I would just open my heart, and then the rest, the rest kind of flows naturally, instinctively, kind of thing." Um, but that was an experience where I came out of body, and I was, I was in on this, some star, on the star, and it was already when I was able to talk through. Uh, like I could use, I could u- operate the physical form a little bit enough to like utter some words to describe what's happening with me. And so I was saying, oh, I'm on the star, I'm on the star. And then after just a little bit of t- like, I think he asked me and he said, are you done with that? Are you, have you had enough of that star? And then all of a sudden I'm ex- I experienced this like 
the cord yanked me into different reality, like completely different place and and cosmic place. And then the next one, and then onto Syrian spacecraft. And he kept wanting me to describe it. And it was very hard to describe it because I'm not there, but I, I, I'm learning. By now I know how to. So you, this, like, this helped you get on a spacecraft. Yeah. Really? That's interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah. What did the spacecraft look like? Well, the thing is that he wanted to see what a Syrian spacecraft looked like uh-huh. uh, because he had a connection with the Syrian, or I was saying, I was thinking that he has a connection with the Syrian. And uh, so he sent me there. Well, when I came back, I said, how, how am I experiencing this one after the next? And I'm quantum traveling, like blooping myself into the next experience without requesting it and he said i was doing that i said what do you mean you were doing that he said i was sending you to the next place and i sent you to the craft because i wanted to see it because i wanted you to see it and describe it for me yeah so that's the case where uh the person was able to control my out-of-body experience um outside of this density uh, through beginning of that experience was that he would open his heart by imagining uh, the girl that he ever wanted to marry. Now that's uh, pretty, you know what? I'm, this, I'll take a little bit more of a, I guess a conservative approach to this whole thing if, if you want to look at it that way, but I don't, uh, sure. I, I, that visualization, imagining like, I guess being in love or being married to the right person, that probably would work for sure. Yeah, for sure. That would op- that would open the heart for sure. So there are different techniques how to open the heart is what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just thinking about all this because it's, to me, um, I, it's like more part of the, the connecting with somebody on other levels before the physical stuff even happens is a part of the process, uh, the deepening of, of course, the connection. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most natural and genuine way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And ideally that's how it's done. Right. But if ideally is not happening, it still can be, it still can be done when people decide that they want to, um, create experience of um, entering the bigger picture of themselves and non-physical realms and go into other locations and uh, so basically observe. using mm-hmm. sacred sexuality to travel interdimensionally yes absolutely as a tool yeah. I got you okay could be, could be as a tool, could be genuine. They say, oh, the twin flame connection uh, creates that. And there's a lot of, there's a big misconception here when they say that, oh, the twin flame connection is the only time when you can do it. Well, I'm, what I'm talking about, it, it, I'm here to say, no, it's not the only time when that happens. But when you have a very strong 
love with the person, the number one ingredient is starting the sexual interaction from the place of the open heart so that you connect in that way. And so that the whole uh, process or the whole experience um, is an expression of love. And that's the key ingredient, too. And, of course, when you're in that space, um, you would not want to be with someone who is cheating or someone who is bringing other people's energy into your union just so that you maintain that connection pure and so your mystical experiences will get more pure. What I'm talking about is that in my experiences in the past, it was just happening with people because we have that built in in our physical form. So the male and female coming together, and I, um, I can explain that from the perspective, from energetic perspective, from uh, chemical perspective, and from physical perspective, why any person can have that kind of experience if they know what they're doing with, with uh, uh, the partner who knows what they're doing too. You're going to explain all that about, on the air? Sure. Oh, wow. That's going to be pretty. I want to save that for the next uh, hour, actually. Um, <laughs> okay, so how about I'll tell you another. I would love to tell another story uh, of, of that experience because it was just absolutely incredible. I already told you the most exciting one. When, uh, and your question was, can we do that in couples? Can both people do that? Or can, can you do that as two people together? And so in this story that I just told you, we were not out of, uh, of body together. Out of, I was out of body, but my partner just actually, he said he just had an intuition to think, to send me to the next place. And he said he just thought, go to the next place. That's all. You know? And I would instantly, like over there, my whole scenery change, would change, and I'm on a different planet. When he sent me to that spacecraft, I was standing on the edge, and it was semi-organic craft, like it was a biological uh, vehicle, kind of. But and so I could, because I'm in the non-physical form, I'm, I'm standing on the edge of that, and I could see kind of like a wall that looked like, looked like a ribcage from the inside, and it it was really spooky because I had no idea at that point or I didn't know much about spacecraft back then. And it looked, it was 2013 or 14. Uh, tw yeah. Something like that. So I, um, I was observing that that's a living being and as if it was breathing, but it, it had like, as if the ribs were made out of something that looked kind of like an, like metal or whatever, what? and it had a specific color to it and stuff. And um, it's an, it was an organic, organic craft, like a craft that uh, is operated by the consciousness of the uh, beings that were inside that craft. I, craft. I didn't go back into the craft. I just uh, um, went on the edge of it but the next experience i wanted to tell you about was when i actually went into the craft and it was a pleiadian craft and um 
it was during it was the same thing it was i was very much in love with the uh, man and very much uh we spent a long time uh coming together and, and getting together sexually and at the end um i all of a sudden was we were i was standing in the middle like in front of like a window um and like controls like the board with controls and i was a pleiadian being i could see my white hair i was like a nordic pleiadian being and in front of me was a man or a male who was a nordic pleiadian being too and we were uh out in space and we were in front of the kind of like the outlook like a looking glass or whatever that's called and i was looking at him and i could feel every single thing we were in shared consciousness and and the love was beyond anything that a human uh, experienced as a human being and we i we instantly we were the same being but we were in two um containers there and i very clearly knew that it's a pleiadian craft and i could see every detail like every thread he had uh like a jumpsuit on um and also that white hair and, and blue eyes and i i could see my hair was white and long but i couldn't see my eyes obviously but i could feel all that and the closeness was so unbelievable and i could also see the details of the craft and and the really strange kind of uh controls uh right there and then when i came back and he was looking at me as a human being that was the moment when i started crying because the distance was ridiculous like that is we were right next to each other we were face to face with each other in the physical but is that physical separation and the lack of that shared consciousness and just that physical separation was so disturbing compared to what i just experienced in in a different reality disturbing actually like- with that same soul did you feel bad or weird or off or how did you feel? I felt awful that it felt like there was this tremendous distance between us. There was this tremendous separation between us. He was in his physical form in his own state of being like as if he was a million miles away. Although I was right in front of him, right? We were in the same bed at that moment, but it, Mm. The closeness and the connection of living in the shared consciousness as a higher dimensional being, the Pleiadian specifically, it was very clear there was a Nordic Pleiadian craft and Nordic Pleiadian beings. The difference between how they are connected and how they are mm, in that state of oneness the difference between that and what we have here on earth, even in the closest moment when we are, uh, we just had that incredible coming together in the physical way. The difference is, is so drastic yeah, that it made me cry. It was just so disturbing. I was like, oh my God, we are so separated on earth compared to uh, these other realms where 
oneness is just a natural state of being. So that was that also came after um, that was a uh, out of body experience through sexual experience with that person too. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, I it, I don't I'm, see. This is like the thing that I worry about. Those. Uh, trauma after stuff like that but i mean if you're with someone that loves you anyways and you know like you come back to them and you're you talk to them about everything and they're there to embrace you i think you're fine you know no it was all happening he was right there and he was holding me and he was like why are you crying i'm right here that's crazy yes you still feel because human reality is reality of separation and we're placed into physical containers uh, that create that separation. And then there's that mentality, there's me, and then there's you. There, there were two separate units, you know, and no matter how merged we were and how close physically we were, it still felt, I'm just saying in comparison to how unified the higher dimensional beings are in their reality in comparison to just experiencing that coming back to earth was as if there was a million years between us and he was right next to me holding me and and asking me why I'm crying it's absolutely uh he was doing all that but it still felt so different compared to uh what's what's happening outside of earth can't wait to get out of earth <laughs> man well uh yeah so i might have some questions on that too because i like it here actually but i don't know if um i don't know like we we were going to talk about what you were going to discuss before too so we we did we skipped the first break because i'm so enthralled with this stuff and i probably shouldn't have done that but uh whatever it happens right so we'll be right back look you can call in too at 1-800-588-0335, we're talking to Isabella Green. We're talking about sacred sexuality, mysticism, launching in the astral realm, going in other dimensions from those types of experiences. Be right back. You are listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, where you can catch the secret teachings with Ryan Gable five nights a week after Lighting the Void with Joe Rook. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24-7-24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. Hey, this is Amalia from Know the Self Mystery School. I know that you are in the midst of massive change. We all are. This is the great turning, the time that we all decided to be here on the planet. Do you know why you came here to be a part of this crazy time? If not, I invite you to join my mystery school. I have a nine-week course called Activate Your Mission. And in this course, you're going to 
learn how to erect crystal clear boundaries so that you can hear that inner still voice that's going to guide your every move. Even if you're dealing with feeling weighed down by obligation and being enslaved to the system, this course is going to give you the tools you need to illuminate your shadow and awaken to your soul's mission. The moment you sign up to the school, you are going to be greeted by not only a group of soulful spiritual lawyers, but you're also going to get some massive karmic clearings and you're going to feel the energy. It's palpable. I hope you'll join me in the school where together we're going to unlock your divine mission. Activate your mission by going to the fringe.fm forward slash soul mission and put in the code word fringe and receive $50 off today. Hi, this is Chronox from Belgium and you're listening to Lighting the Void with Joe Roop. Yahoy there, Gigi here from Shift Happens. Do you like to boogie down to topics such as ufology, the occult, and the mysteries behind our reality? Why well, invite you to join us every Friday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, that's 10 p.m. Eastern, as we like to punch that curiosity button and tickle that fancy. We tickle that fancy, but yeah, you know, I don't know if that's the right analogy, but there's certainly a lot of tickling going on over here at Ship Happens. Hey, this is country music singer and void walker Jason Benoit, and when I need my fix on the world of magic and the capabilities of the human consciousness, I listen to Joe Roop right here on Lighting the Void Radio. Telepath is a weekly digital newsletter filled with the latest paranormal news, trending topics, and fresh articles from some of the most popular critical thinkers in the community today. Stay informed on your favorite paranormal podcasts and live streaming talk shows. Interact with the telepath and upload your paranormal story or pics. It could be featured in an upcoming edition. Sign up right now for the free telepath newsletter at paranormal.radio. That's paranormal.radio. What you believe might not be Step into the zone of the best unknown UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracies and cover-ups And to the paranormal we go I'm Jeremy Scott, travel with me into the paranormal Live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fringe FM. Yohoi there, it's Gigi from Shift Happens, and you're shaking some conversational tail feather to the Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Hi, I'm Dave Cruz, host of the paranormal media show, Beyond the Strange. Over the past five years, Beyond the Strange has interviewed numerous witnesses to the paranormal, such as UFO abduction, alien aircraft, ghosts, and spiritual visitations, Bigfoot, and other cryptids. Also, Beyond the Strange has interviewed famous researchers and authors that have shared their experiences of the strange and the bizarre. Visit www. 
www.beyondthestrange.com for more information about the show, schedules, guests, and chat. Beyond the Strange airs Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 Eastern, right here on the KTLK Digital Broadcasting Network, The Fringe FM. And remember, always stay strange. Have you ever wanted to dream about being a character in your favorite video game or movie? Would you like to dream your fantasy with all five senses in detail and remember everything? It's time to bring the dream in mind back online. Introducing Dreaming for Gamers from Ian Wilson. Dreaming for Gamers will teach you how to program your dreams to dream what you want from any video game, movie, or source material that you choose. The courses help rehabilitate the dreaming mind out of atrophy so you can remember your dreams, taste, touch, smell, see, and hear, as well as be self-aware and take complete control over the dream state like Neo in the Matrix. You can't catch COVID in a dream, but you can wake up with a happy ending. Type in the fringe.fm forward slash dreamplay and sign up today to get dreaming now. That's the fringe.fm forward slash dreamplay or click the banner at the fringe.fm today and take the seven day dream challenge for free while it lasts. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. What would you do if you received a pack of seeds with a foreign language written on it? Remember back in July when people were receiving mysterious seed packets from China? Well, some people planted them and some people ate them. When this first started, agricultural departments all over the country were receiving calls and emails from residents who were unsure about the seeds they received. Was it part of some sinister plan? The official answer is that it was a brushing campaign in which items of small value are sent to people whose accounts have been compromised or they're sent as a gift. Reviews from verified buyers are weighted higher in the Amazon rating system. And in response, Amazon has banned the sale of foreign seeds to its customers in the United States. So, if you get a mysterious unsolicited package in the mail, think twice before planting or consuming the seeds. Does former heavyweight champion Mike Tyson believe in aliens? He was recently on the Joe Rogan podcast, and this is what he had to say. I think we're aliens. I think we're descendants of aliens. Yeah, that's the only thing I could come with. If you can't explain, if you can only tell me about Adam and Eve, I'm going to go with the aliens. If that's what you hit me with, Adam and Eve, go with these alien guys. Who knew Mike Tyson believed in aliens? What does Stonehenge do? Recently, a team of researchers uncovered the acoustical properties of Stonehenge. They built a small-scale model of Stonehenge to test the properties of the ancient monument. They used laser scan data and input the information into a 3D printer and recreated stones from scratch that are missing from the Stonehenge site. The testing consisted of playing chirping noises that ran the gamut from very low to very high frequencies. Researchers found that the physical properties of the stones, such as their makeup and shape, contributed to the reverberation inside the monument. Weird 2020 news. William Shatner, yes, that William Shatner, is supporting a proposed amendment to the House of Representatives. The National Defense Authorization Act, which is named the Starfleet Amendment. Shatner, who played Captain Kirk, wants Space Force to rename its colonels to captains, like in Star Trek. 
Shatner says there's no Colonel Kirk, not even in a mirror universe. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. Isabella Green's with us. I don't think anybody got it. Did you get it, Isabella? I hope so. <laughs> I, <got> it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. And wait, wait, you're going to need a second smoke because I am, um, I'm actually ready to tell how to do it yourself kind of thing. You know, how to, uh, what are the factors that I, uh, experienced that were leading to out-of-body or mystical experiences through sacred sexuality or through sexual experience. And so there are a few factors that I know that took place for sure in each case. And so I'm, um, I could offer that as kind of like a knowledge base for kind of women to know and for men to take into consideration. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready to hear this for sure. Okay. All where, right. So, where, where do you start? Mm-hmm. Do you start with dinner? Do you start with a movie? I don't know. That, <laughs> that's, that's a little too that, far. That's another joke, isn't it? That's, okay. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Too far. Okay. So let's just start with understanding that the human form consists of the ability to traverse dimensions and to also experience uh, the. Um, 
loss of the veil that separates physical and non-physical, and we know many different techniques to do that, but they can do that through sexuality as well. There are many things that uh, you could do through sexuality. You can have an out-of-body experience, like what I mentioned in the first hour, where you see that you're standing in the same room while your body is um, looks like it's dead, but it actually, you actually, if you want, you can send yourself into the astral realm um, and go from there. And that happens from two people coming together in a certain way. And then you can go into any other location if you choose to. You can come out and go into a different dimension. I had an experience where I went into, I was all of a sudden observing the solar flares very close, up close, but I'm not physical. I can't burn. So, And then I got pulled into the core of the sun, and I recently heard that that's uh, some sort of sacred practice. But, of course, you know, I, I'm a natural. I just do things and then talk about it, and I don't really study what other people teach um, including including tantra and including sacred sexuality, all all that I'm going to share with you is derived from my own personal experience. And then um, you can also, like I said, you can when you really focus on a person, you can download information about them. They might not like it, but you might come out of bed with the person when you just had that moment momentary. Uh, clairvoyance where you all of a sudden know uh, like got their records uh, uh-huh. directly there through the sexual experience with that person because uh, of the energetic exchange um, what else there are, there's a number of things that could took, could take place because and the, but the number one and the most important thing that sexuality gives us access to is access to our multidimensional nature, meaning you could uh, depart from your immediate physical experience at the end of that experience, the uh, experience of, of sex with your partner, and you can come out of that and observe yourself in other realities, in other times, in different incarnations, in different forms, in different realms, and come back with all of that information intact, knowing that, wow, I just experienced the multidimensional nature of myself. You could even experience having like a 360 view around yourself with your eyes fully closed, but you would be fully aware and awake of what's going on in the room. And I have had all of these experiences through sexuality uh, later i had all of these experiences through meditations but and that recent meditation a couple of a couple of months ago just reminded me all of these things that all of these things were happening years ago when i did not really know what they were but they were always the same factors and yeah as you said this this is, this is an adult conversation so I'm going to give you the factors. We just started with... Well, I've got the dump button just in case we go overboard. Don't worry. It's right here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm a professional, though. I know you are. I'm just playing with Um, Opening of the heart, which could be generated through technique. 
It could be generated through meditative practice. You could meditate together with your partner and get there, even if you do not fully feel that incredible depth. Ideally, of course, we want it, but if it's not there, it could be generated artificially. Um, I do that to do healing work without a partner, obviously, with my own self, but because an open heart, open heart, is the channel that connects you to everything that you are outside of your immediate physical experience. And it also is the highest level of healing energy. So when you open your heart, you can be a very effective healer. You can open it for a complete stranger, as I know now. And by the way, that first partner I mentioned, uh, he kind of taught me that. Because I learned it through that experience. No, how why to do I, open the heart. Why do I cringe when you say that, though? God, I cringe. Thinking <laughs> about, I really do because, well, I, you know what it is? I think it's because certain people have certain experiences, right? I mean, we all have different experiences. And uh, I'm, I'm probably thinking about my own plus, mm-hmm. you know, um, a, a show that I produced where these women kind of talked about experiences that they had with some guru type people who made them kind of feel the way you're talking about and then ended up really damaging them, you know? So, uh, so, so all I'm saying is, is I think you got lucky. I think there's a lot of people jealous of you right now for sure, but I'm, I'm sure like, I want to hear like how you can do this as an individual for sure. Yeah. Um, so you start the you start the uh, connecting with the person from opening up the heart. Mm-hmm. If it's naturally open, that's beautiful. If not, then you generate that. In my experience, also the next ingredient or the next key factor was that the connecting continues for an extended period of time. You're not going to have. Uh, a mystical experience or especially an out-of-body experience through having sex that lasts 10 minutes. Right. It has to, it has to go on for a while and it has to reach the level where the level of complete satisfaction with the physical factor is reached. Mm, okay. This is what I have experienced that the, body literally would be unable to do anything else anymore. The body is completely satisfied. A a complete release. I got you. Okay. And at the very end of that, at the very end of that, when you are having your very final, uh, very final sexual climax, then that very often would, or that... in my case, in every case, I would uh, send me out of body or send me in a different, in an altered state. And uh, some women are able to do that. Some men are able to do that. Some men are, and, and women are able to have multiple sexual climax. And, and then the very final one is just the one that, uh, takes them out of body. With men, very often men just uh, pass out and women actually take that energy because you can also, as an empathic being, you can synchronize or you can tune into 
as the state of your partner, and that goes both for men and women, and feel exactly where their uh, sexual climax is building to that point that it's going to happen so you can time your own with theirs. And when you do that, that energy is amplified. So you receive like a double energetic input to use as a rocket fuel it serves you don't use it you just experience it 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 sends the person um or it serves as a rocket fuel to send the person out of body but at that moment the sexual act is over and you know however long it lasted prior to that um but at that moment it's over and you find yourself that when when you are able to pull that energy or that energy is um, amplified by the energy of the climax of your partner, then it's like a rocket fuel. So you're, you're synchronizing, you synchronize, and that could be done, that's a skill as well. You can teach yourself, any empathic person can do that. A lot of people don't know that they can do that because no one teaches that, but you can actually do that because we can feel each other. And if you tune into uh, your partner, you're going to be able to feel what's happening with them. And so uh, it's kind of fun in a way because you have this additional sensation uh, in addition to your own wonderful sensation. And you're experiencing the sensation that your partner is experiencing at the same time. And so that sends you um, out of body very easily because the energy is doubled or amplified synchronization is happening and then the sound is very important because we are we're responsive to sound sound is frequency when both people start the sexual interaction with opening of the heart and they are in that state of elevated emotion, elevated love, the sound that comes, the moaning is very important. It's important to be able to have freedom with that within your space so that uh, that sound is works as toning for the, for the system. We know yeah. how many healing modalities have toning modalities, right? You know, so yeah, you know, sound, like, um, uh, but I don't mean to cut you off there, but you know Robert Monroe does that too, right? He calls it um, resonant tuning when he when they do the out of body experience where they exhale negative energy and breathe in like what he called colored energy. But when they exhale yeah. the, the energy, they they kind of exhale it in a way where their voice just moans it out. That makes sense. Yeah, it just lets it go. Yes. No, absolutely, and it's it's the same thing. It's like a sound healing or a sound frequency, but it's a frequency of your experience there. And you, you're talking about breathing. Mm-hmm. So when you are engaged in, in the act, the breathing is really intense. So the breathing oxygenates the brain. And then the movement of the body, the movement of the body creates that piezoelectric effect. The spinal cord with the breath create the piezoelectric effect that is present on uh, the centers in the brain to release the chemistry uh, that happens also when we, uh, the same chemistry uh, is released when we're uh, having like a DMT experience, when we're having uh, the third eye opening experience, when we're having 
um, mystical experience, but the, there is a physical explanation to that because the movement of the pelvic area with the intensified breathing pumps the cerebral spinal fluid right into the brain and it stimulates all the centers in the brain and then when you the centers in the brain that are associated with mystical experiences i know this really well because we do that through meditative practice, just exactly the same thing. Yeah. But the body does that naturally when you do Kundalini breath or um, Cobra breath. Uh, that's the same exact thing. But the body does that naturally when you are engaged in sexual activity. And so all of these factors um, together create that energetic amplification for you and physical amplification uh, that allows uh, the non-physical form to either exit the physical form or you gain access into uh, the layers of your non-physical self. So you can perceive uh, additional essence of your own self. So it's very simple. And then also uh, the climaxing. One climaxing might not be enough. When you've had multiple and you are really saturated with that and you're really uh, already completely satisfied, your frontal cortex, the analytical survival function is shut down. So their filters are down. The veil is not there anymore. And so all of these things, if you, if you know what's happening, if you give it time and start it with opening the heart and um, just allow these things to unfold, that could unfold quite naturally. For me, that was happening without me even knowing what it was. Uh, but that's our, that's our access uh, directly into these experiences that we can also access through meditation. We can access that through uh, whatever different other modalities, but we're all built to do it. We're all built uh, and born with the it, access it, point. It's the opening of the heart process, I think, that um, people just <laughs> Makes say... Makes you cringe. Yeah, well, it, it doesn't make me cringe. It, th th that's the most important part to me because... Like, um, I don't know. I'm a more of a traditional, uh, kind of guy, like, like when it comes to, so when you're talking about these type of things to do these techniques and to me, that place where you can be intimate with somebody, uh, and experiment with these things is a very, uh, special and delicate place. Right. So, so I, I kind of take the approach to like, you know, um, getting to know somebody even if it takes a, a long time because I, I i guess because uh of what i've been through you know i by no means am i promoting just going to a bar and and doing well, it well, with sure. any damn <laughs> yeah. person you know like so i but, don't know but why I think my, my think point was I, like the opening of the heart thing is yeah when we hear that like i don't think we quite understand what that means like when we like you remember when I was telling you about um when people get damaged from their first love right, right. uh you you've got to figure out how to get back to that point, I think at least 
to yeah. where you were before that happened to you and allow and yeah. allow yourself to give that kind of love to some someone and you know if the other person's heart isn't open that it's not going to be received you know like so yeah. do you find that you've ran into situations where you you may get blocked or um maybe it starts and then they blocked it with their heart or has that ever happened i think that there are two different subjects here because there is a subject of genuine love connection uh-huh. and having this kind of experience naturally because we're born with it and because when you have that genuine heart connection it just happens uh just take your time with love and it's going to happen and that's what they call, I think that's what we talk about when we talk about twin flame connection, the soulmate, or all these like big uh, titles now that are so popular that, uh, you know, when people say, oh, there's only, it's only possible with this one person. But it's possible if you know what you're doing with your best friend. A body that you trust and you know pretty well and, you know, hey, you know, you want to have a, uh out-of-body experience, here's what we're going to do. Here's the list. Uh, let's create <laughs> it. We can do it. It's fine, yeah. you know. So there is that kind of, it doesn't have to be a malicious scenario, but I'm saying that for those unfortunate ones who don't have the um, twin flame connection or don't have the... Um, they don't really have to just wait for that for the rest of their lives. They can they can have their um, mystical experiences, out of body experiences through sexuality with people that they trust and that they uh, can use a technique instead of using uh, the natural approach or the natural way. So the natural way, of course, is the most ideal, but it's a different subject. You're asking me about well. Well, I'm specifically love. talking about the open heart. And, yeah. you know, to me, that's maybe I'm mixing the open heart with natural love. Yeah. And I said that I am able, for example, to open my heart completely to a complete stranger, just looking at their picture, a person I've never met before. And this is how I do my healing work. So, and, and or... In the meditation, when the guided voice says, focus on and breathe into your heart and open your heart, and all of a sudden you experience that tingly feeling through your chest and through your arms and into the palms of the hands, and then you're flooded with that feeling, and you got your heart open right there. You know, so it's not... Uh, the, I think these are two different subjects. The subject about actually being in love and experiencing that true incredible connection that, that everyone wants and having your mystical, beautiful telepathic, you will be very telepathic, by the way, with the one who you are very connected through an open heart, through a very loving, through an open heart, and um, with whom you have this kind of sexual experiences. It, it grows into a really deep telepathic connection where you would feel what's happening with them and where well, they are. And That's why I'm asking, mm-hmm. because I've had those experiences of late. Yeah. Uh, even where I've shut my eyes before, and I'm like, where they are, and that kind of thing. Yep. And it's, it's like, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. So, so it makes you wonder about, cause I haven't had like multiple experiences like this. Most of mine have been, uh, false, I would say false love or false open hearts or intimate situations for the most part. Um, but there is a person that has actually ignited this stuff in me and I have been studying it for years. So I'm kind of fascinated by it. That's why I'm asking. Now, of course, with the natural connection, uh, many abilities come online. And when you, it's again, you are expanding out of your physical experience into your non-physical experience where you can tune into them at any point and you're already, you, if you've been coming together for a while, your energy is so um, intertwined that they energetically an extension of you or you energetically an extension of them. And so, of course, when you tune in, you know where they are. You can tune in and know what they're feeling, if they're in distress, if something happened to them or if they're in a good place, anything. Or if they're thinking about you or you would look at your phone, think about them and that same minute they, they call you. All of that is exactly what happens in the, in the true love connection because uh, the that openness of the heart and mixing of the energy field that creates that experience for people who uh well even the slightest bit open energetically and spiritually they experience that uh, would you um would you like talk to uh, um, as far as like how you feel in the body, like, because that's something else too, that, uh, you know how some people have awkward, intimate situations or it just, I don't know, it doesn't feel connected or some people get, I guess, where they feel weird. They'll still go through it, but they'll still feel the weird or they feel ticklish. And then all of a sudden, like you meet a person and then it just, it's it's totally different right that mm-hmm. that's something that um amazes me still you know well when a person is uncomfortable during the sexual interaction that usually has very little to do with the body itself it usually has to do with they're, where they are emotionally, where they're psychologically being ticklish means high discomfort of being touched altogether and uh, kind of shutting that experience all down, like contracting. Um, and there is a whole other level of healing that needs to take place right. for this person to so, to get to be able to appreciate the true true sharing on the physical level. So what I'm asking you is, is, is if that person feels that way around most people, but there's one person uh-huh. that does that, that gives that they can open up to, it just happens naturally. Then what does that mean? Because I, I want to like believe in this all is one thing, but in my experience, it just hasn't been that way. You know, like I believe in clusters and soul families and stuff like that, but I don't, I don't know. I'm just asking. Meaning that they find the level of comfort with the just one person and not anyone else. Yeah. That kind of thing. Well, 
I mean, take take let's take it out of of the realm of sexual activity. If you like, for example, a socially awkward person, which just about every star seed is a socially awkward person. So if you take a socially awkward person, and out of I don't know 25 people that are present, they would only feel comfortable to talk to just one. Uh, because there is yeah. a there is an energetic connection, or there is just a certain energetic match, or there is a certain level of uh, feeling that that person ignites in them, and then there could be many different reasons why. But it's the same way with with sexuality, and then also with sexuality, as far as I understand it, it takes a little bit of getting there. I think you know. Uh, and by the way, a lot of tantric practices nowadays, like the ancient tantra was to ignite the mystical experience and to amplify and empower these abilities that were not otherwise available, the paranormal abilities, the supernatural access or the enlightenment. People were seeking enlightenment through sexuality, through tantric practices. Nowadays, tantric practices are pre- pretty much um, in majority, from what I know, and again, I maybe I might be wrong, and I, you know, wouldn't be the first time I'm wrong. But from what I have observed, majority of tantric tantric um, practices are to liberate the ones who have been sexually restricted in some way. Ah, okay. Just to bring that level of comfort. And comfort within sexual experience comes with from comfort with experience with your own essence. So if a right. person has body issues, they're going to be very uncomfortable during sexual experience. So if the person has uh, self-worth issues, they're going to be uncomfortable during sexual experience. So, and it goes on and on and on. But it, it could be that they experience a certain level of Comfort, like that other example with with one person, and uh, that's the beginning or the opening into them evolving past or uh, being healed past uh, their previous limitations on this. Yeah, right. Like in, and honestly, I feel like the high, the higher type of love is going to do that anyways, right? When you open your heart, so. Uh, this this uh, connection to a source or whatever isn't really concerned mm-hmm. about what it's going to look like 20 years in the future. It just right. knows that it feels what it feels, you know, and uh, I don't know, like that Adam and Eve story is pretty trippy too because there's people that think <laughs> there's aliens and all this, like Mike Tyson was talking about aliens, and I think... I just heard that. <laughs> I think it is... Definitely the story of the sacred, the sacred energies here that mm-hmm. um, fell because they gave into just um, I would just, I would say the primal side that had nothing to do with it. like the heart has to open first. I mean that's probably the most biggest thing I've I've realized about all this too. Like I mean when you say an open heart, we're talking about what the Egyptians talked about, right? Like that kind of open heart. 
Well, Egyptians talked about a lot of things, so I'm not exactly, I'm not exactly, but Egyptians also practice uh, like out-of-body experiences or as a um, resurrection that was actually uh, self-created, like or artificially created experience, a near-death experience and the resurrection too. Yeah. Right, that's why they have these chambers. And uh, what you said earlier about the heart being connected to the higher level of love. So any higher level of love, what we call Christ consciousness, if you wish, or if you go even higher in the in space of just pure creation, that's pure love, and that's unconditional. Right. So if you are tapping into that, and you are channeling that through your heart towards the person who is super insecure, they're going to feel a little more secure because they, they're they going to experience that you're not judging them. And it's going to make it easier for them to open up to you, but they're still going to have to do the work with themselves and uh, help their limit, these limiting beliefs or clear these um, experiences that happened to them that took them into that space of being highly insecure and comfortable because otherwise they're going to come out in some other way at some point, you know, you know, so, I've, I've had an experience where, uh, I've opened my heart to a person and the second that they felt that it made them like, it freaked them out. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's commitment. That's a commitment issue. That is very common with people who experience abandonment issues or abuse issues because um, a lot of these people prefer to be the chasers. They prefer to have someone, they literally are drawn to someone who is unavailable, and they're going to be complaining about it for 10 years if they're together with that person for that long. But as long as they're together with that person, as long as they have a chance to be chasing that person, that, ch that person is unavailable, they're going to be chasing because it diverts their attention from uh, turning around and looking at themselves and, and mm -hmm. looking at their own issues that are running that show there for them. But as soon as the person they're chasing becomes available, they usually leave, usually yeah. get out because they don't want an available person. And so it's a very common scenario, which you just described. Yeah. And then I've had an the next person that I was talking about before is like, Oh, I'm really, but see, this is the crazy part. Like I opened my heart and I just like really opened my heart this way. But when man, I don't know how much I can talk about here. When I touch this yeah, person, yeah, think about it. It's totally different, <laughs> you know. Like it's it is received all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's the ideal case scenario. Wonderful. Congratulations. That's fantastic. So now uh, you can you naturally you're now naturally going to be creating what's called mystical experiences through uh, genuinely coming together with someone who, with whom you experience the open heart naturally and they experience, experience a naturally open heart towards yourself. So wonderful. Very good. 
Yeah, because I was I was talking about um, I was on Ryan Gable show and I was talking about these energies like the yin and yang, and I'm and I said the word dominance, and I think that kind of threw it when I was talking about the male energy, uh, but I really right. didn't mean it like that. I mean males they don't understand that energy, or maybe females are attracted to it, but it's an unhealthy form of just simply the give and receive of an open heart or genuine love, you know? Yeah. And the give and receive, once again, the, the, in my experience, the, uh, or it, and in my observation, the higher percentage of people experiencing out-of-body travel or, or mystical experiences through sexuality are women, and men are kind of providing the energy, mm-hmm. right? So the man is that rocket fuel, and they're providing the uh, the craft, <laughs> let's say, right? They're providing yeah. the vehicle and the ability for the women to traverse dimension. This is the dimensions. This is the most common case scenario. Uh, but then we are now at the time. And when I was talking to Todd Medina, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking to him more about this on the 24th, um, about his experiences as a man, but when we were talking about that, people were commenting that it's time that men are going to learn and going to start having uh, these kind of experiences through sexuality more often uh, because... They are learning that it's possible, and also men are more prone to be analytical, and they are very often in performance uh, mode when they are in their sexual experience. Performance so, mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meaning they are, you know, they they have to, they're paying attention, they're focused, they they, you know, it's it's. It's an act, and they're doing they're performing, and the woman is just there receiving the energy, and and so hmm. men are potentially potentially more analytical during that experience because they're thinking perhaps a couple steps ahead of maybe not, you know. But, but you know what? In, in my in, experience, that causes. I'm just saying that's a man that's not comfortable yet with the feminine energy that's inside of him, and mm-hmm. and is. That's just my experience. It's kind of like there's right. the guy that will dance with any girl on the dance floor and the right. guy that stands on the wall. At it. Yeah. It'd be excellent at it and knows how to, knows all the moves and knows all the moves in bed, but they would not have a mystical experience because they're too analytical. Yeah. And for them to, to shut that frontal cortex, they're going to need to have like 10 orgasms at a time but that doesn't happen, so this, this is why the masculine or the male body or the male function is a little bit more restricted. But how many guys nowadays would say what you just said? Uh, well, they're not well, comfortable. Uh, they're comfortable with the, my, my female aspect. It's, men are awakening, and so you are, you are ahead of the game. This is why you're able to have these experiences. You're able to, to experience the open heart. You're able to say that on air, say I'm comfortable with my feminine side or whatever, you know, and probably 90% 
we're hoping now maybe 90% of men are not even able to entertain that thought at this time. Well, the, well the, the, you know, like when you dance with somebody, right? You know how yeah. when people say, I don't know how to dance. Well, yeah, of course you don't. But if you just like let go, a lot of times you'll do just yeah. fine. Right. Yeah. You just let go yeah. and you'll do just fine. And then you learn as you go. Right. But it's kind of yeah. to me like the same thing. Yeah. You might be the the, the dominant. Uh, I don't even want to say that word because that freaks people out. The male energy in the in the intimate situation. But there's still a yeah. part of you that has to receive and let go. You have to like really For let sure. go, you know. Um, yeah. And. And so this is the enlightened, divine masculine talking, what I'm hearing here, okay? But again, we don't have enough, and this is why we're having these uh, conversations publicly on air, because we want to make it a norm we want to bring it that it's not something taboo and not something embarrassing and not something uh i don't know weird or wrong to want to have that true heart connection with someone you really you really uh brought that point across today that you just you know you just want that true uh, one connection with that one person, that true heart opening. Majority of men would actually to this day still feel embarrassed to acknowledge that they even want love altogether. It's that's popular those. to just be like a playboy and whatever, you know, and that's what's uh, what's considered to be truly like a true man is a whore. But that's, that's society, that's, that's the media. Because I'm telling yeah. you, like all of the, the my, even when I was younger, the, the, when my mm -hmm. male friends would open up to me when I was younger, they would all tell mm -hmm. me they all wanted the same thing, but they thought no. they had to be a certain way. Right. And that certain way did more damage to them and the people that they were with than we ever could yeah. imagine. That's perpetual. So now we have to become mm -hmm. enlightened in order to heal this in people. Right. That's what I, yeah. that's the way I look at it. And that's exactly what, what we're doing, and this is exactly what, why we're sharing this, and this is exactly why we're having those conversations. So wonderful. That's just fantastic. And it's wonderful to have someone like you speak openly in that way. Um, at some point, some time ago, a few years ago, 2016, I heard a program, um, and it was something like man-to-man -man talks, like guys talking, one of the podcasts. And they were saying, they were saying, oh, you know, we, uh, there's so much that is expected from me now as a man, as a lover, like I'm not only supposed to be a good lover, I'm also supposed to uh, help the women see God. Oh, yeah, so God. that's out there. But like <laughs> what we're talking about, about having the mystical experience and um, experiencing that multidimensional essence and experiencing that moment when you're you're in samadhi, you're in 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 nothingness, and your identity is gone, and you're just that pure state state of love. Well, That's being God. I could tell people right that there. the guys that are saying that 
when they say mm-hmm. those things, they're saying that from a place of lack and a doubt that they yeah. have that love in their heart. And I, right. I, I would tell those guys that if you can actually love that woman unconditionally and get into that giving energy to you want to express just how deeply you want to love them in that fashion, yeah. I don't think you'll have a damn thing to worry about. Yeah, and I agree completely, but how many would really cringe when they hear that, or how many would feel embarrassed to tell their buddies that they want that, or how many would even be embarrassed to admit that to their own selves? It's, it's you know, it's an epidemic in our reality, but luckily, luckily, you know, the whole the feminine divine is coming back online uh, with boundaries and with uh, choices, with knowing these things, and uh, re- no longer agreeing to uh, whatever the old school stuff is, and then and then the masculine divine too is awakening, obviously. So I think we got, you know, we got a much brighter future. Um, as far as relationships are concerned. I hope and, you're right. I, hope, uh, just I think you're right. Oh, I, there's no other way. There's no other way. If you take the millennials, if you take, uh, like the millennials, majority of the millennials don't want to get married or, or maintain uh, long-term relationships because they, what, with the old paradigm of that, it does not work. And they know and the old system that they were raised in and trained uh, of how to do relationships that does not work. And so we're now kind of paving the way into a whole new different new different approach, a new different understanding of how uh, connecting and relating is. Well, you know, and even I was thinking about Kabbalistically, uh, the first forces that are created from the divine source are like a chokeman bina, which is the giving that rocket fuel you're talking about. Then bina, mm-hmm. which is that, uh, the, you know, the creating holding space force, the, the thing that creates mm-hmm. the form and life and all that, which is the female energy. But it also, mm-hmm. uh, on that side also destroys it too, when it's time to. And I think this, what happens yeah. in a, a lot of times is, um, when that female energy doesn't feel true love anymore, that it destroys it and moves on to the next thing to form it again, because that's what it's naturally trying to do. And this perpetuates out into the world. And then guys get resentful as if they're being used or something. But what happens is, is the genuine love stops. That's what happens. So if you keep that going, they'll keep holding that form. That's, that's, that's to me, that's the way I look at it though. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, I got to ask you one last question. So this is what you do, right? Like you help people with this? Um, No, 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 no. This is the first time I ever talked about it because I just had a... I just had an uh, epiphany through meditation. No, I've been celibate for two years by choice, and I decided that I just want to keep my energy to myself and sure. do the healing work in, from a pure space. So, no, I don't, I don't do anything related to sexuality at all. But I was doing the meditation, and it was so similar to these experiences that I shared that I kind of finally put two and two together. It was like, wow, I want to 
talk about it. And when I talked about it, people were telling me, oh, you need to share this more because yeah. people need to know what, you know. And so that's why I'm here talking about it. Well, um, do you, if you have some uh, more, I'd love to have you back as far as like uh, more stories that, because I, I know we got into the philosophy of it, which I feel like is important that we both kind of talked about that. But then like mm-hmm. the stories that happened to you, though, man, that is some that is pretty intense. I've never heard anything like that ever. And I, I think nice. that I've, I and I'm sure the listeners feel pretty uh, privileged that you opened up about this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Joe. And yeah, I have plenty of stories, uh, not only through that modality uh, of access and dimensions, but through meditative modality as well. And so, yeah, these are really exciting for me. I would love to share at any point in the future. Thank you very much for having me today. Yeah, no problem. And once again, can you tell everybody how to find you uh, and your services as far as uh, your coaching and stuff? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I offer metaphysical services, and uh, my website is isabellagreen.com. Uh, there are detailed descriptions of my services uh, and detailed descriptions of the sessions. Um, I, I cover everything from physical to the higher self and everything in between in my sessions and use all of my abilities and out-of-body abilities to so mm, just send me a session request form through my, through my website, isabellagreen.com, and then we'll take it from there. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming back on the program. We'll have you back on, too, and um, I will make sure everybody gets those links, too. Fascinating stuff. Thank you, Isabella. Excellent. Thank you. Good night. Good night. You guys, uh, yeah, that was pretty pretty wild, right? And that's, to me, what we talked about is. Tonight is probably one of the most important things besides uh, consciousness exploration. I think it has everything to do with it, and it should be a bigger part of it uh, when we come to, like, heal each other. And when I say void walkers, yes, this is a part of it, too. And I think uh, introducing this into the show at this time is uh, actually what needs to happen. And I had no idea, just to let you guys know, that it was going to be discussed. Pacho hooked it up. So it's all we're all working together for this. So that means... For sure that it's happening for a reason. Please don't copy the show without rent permission, especially if you're on YouTube. Thanks to Pacho, the patrons, all the donors. Thank you guys for listening. Good night.